All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza. This is Derek and JK3 here, affiliated with Big Cat Country. We're just putting out an episode here. We've been a little bit incognito due to technical difficulties and, unfortunately, life. So a lot of has happened since the last time we've recorded. It's been a little bit crazy out there. Um, fortunately, our team has regressed. Our quarterback has gone back to his old self. And there's no telling when he's going to come out of this or yeah. if he will ever. Yeah, man, it's been it, it's been a tough last couple of weeks. Shout out to everybody on Twitter that's, you know, messaged us to see if we were still all right. <laughs> glad glad to know that you guys still care <laughs> about our well-being. But, um, yeah, you know, I apologize for the, you know, the technical difficulties that we've had recording. Uh, apologize on, you know, uh, the consistency issues, you know, we'll get better. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys still rocking with us and, and, and showing us that you still want to listen to our, our lovely voices. So we appreciate that. But uh, like Derek mentioned, whew, we're not going to we're not going to beat you guys to death over with some of the stuff that's going on. You guys are Jags fans. Everybody knows what's happening. Can we right the ship? Right. Can yeah. we can we, can yeah. we get can we get back rolling? Can we can we get back to winning? Can we get back to everyone not wanting to fight each other? Uh, you know, like the old old saying, uh, hip hop rap song. It was good about a week ago, <laughs> about three weeks ago, actually. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. It, it, the biggest thing is not just the fact that they're losing ball game; it's the way that they're losing those ball games. Oh yeah, the fact that there's no fight. And it starts and ends at the quarterback position. It starts and ends in the front office. So when you look at those things, and it sets a tone for the locker room. You know, you got all these reports of fighting and arguing and shouting. Well, good, good. They better be fighting. They better be. They better care. That shows they care. So get past all the uh, the, the local media. As far as, you know, them wanting to, you know, dig up those stories because that, that's their job and that's what they're going to do. You know, their job, you know, they might not admit it, but their job is to find a story. And if it makes the team look bad, then they're going to write the story. They could care less. Right. But in, in sports, when you're not when the road's not going too good, you're going to fight. You're going to argue amongst each other. And to me, that shows passion. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that there is a fight. I'm glad to hear that there's a little bit of resolve. I'm glad to see that there's a little bit of, you know, players only meetings. You know, they're probably on the plane right now to London. So hopefully they're having a couple powwows up there in the air and everything. I just hope they get it right. Still got a ton of football left. You know, we could be one of those teams where it's a tale of two teams, kind of like we were last year. We got hot towards the second half of the season after the bye week. There is still time. You know, to, to to right the ship, there's still time to get everything going right now. I like some of the moves that they've made with bringing in Jamal Charles and letting him go, unfortunately, and then bringing in Carlos Hyde as well. It shows they're trying. But one position that I just don't get why they won't, and I don't know if there's a lack of availability at this position or lack of hurting someone else's feelings on the position, but the quarterback position. I mean, we had Kessler come in last week against the Texans, same personnel on the offense, and he got a scoring drive. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. He got a scoring drive. We got points on the yeah. board with the same personnel that our, stored, our starting quarterback had on the field. The same personnel. Mm-hmm. 
it starts and ends with the quarterback position in this league. And within the Jaguars organization, you would think it starts and ends with Doug Marone. No, it does not. I'm going out and saying it. You would think it starts and ends with Tom Coughlin. No, it does not. Starts and ends with Dave Caldwell and Shad Khan. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, people have different opinions, but think about this, people. Let's think about this. Coughlin and Marone are seasoned NFL coaches that have been there. Players and coaches. When you have seasoned players and coaches, they know things that the rest of us don't know. I promise you, if there was no Caldwell, Bortles would be gone already. And you can throw in the contract. Let's forget the money. Forget the money. We're not even going to get into the money. Okay. Bortles is inconsistent. He's very soft. Not soft as far as physical toughness. I'm talking soft as far as mental toughness, which is more important than physical toughness to be a quarterback in the National Football League. Ask ask yourself this question. How does someone throw for, I don't know, we're not even going to get into stats, throw for basically garbage the last three weeks, not lead a team on a scoring drive, not throw the ball further than 10 yards down the field, and still have their starting job. Well, they won't bring in anyone else to compete with him. Right. And a backup named Cody Kessler dinked and dunked his way down the field for 16 completions. Yeah, he didn't drive the ball, but he still scored. And that interception wasn't his fault. So you tell me. I, I don't I don't know. So I'm I'm on the fence. I and I think the reason why I'm on the fence is because a majority of this town is on the fence because of the personality of Blake, right? But I Mm -hmm. think the quarterback play of Blake and the games that we've won this year, minus the Giants game, but as far as him passing the ball, like so you you think that the Jets and the uh, Patriots, he had to have his best game of his career in order to beat those teams. Elite quarterbacks, and I'm not even gonna say elite quarterbacks, like your 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 decent quarterbacks, your middle tier quarterbacks aren't out setting personal bests every game to win a game. And that, it's a little shocking, you know, it's a little scary that this guy has to go out and almost play the best game of his life in order to get you guys a to get us a W. It's 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 a it's it's scary. If if you when you break it down, when you really think about it like that, he has to play the game of his life to get us a W. You know, he can't go out and just have an average day at the office and and, and get us a win because of his inconsistency, because of his decision making. And honestly, I, I think it's one of those things right now where he's just trying to make a play so bad and it's just blowing up in his face. You can say injuries. You know, every team has to deal with injuries. You can say the running game comes back to injuries. At the end of the day, you're either going to put up or you're going to shut up, you know? Yeah. And it's at this time right now where we really need to, to make a honest look at Blake and say, all right, man, what, what you got left in the rest of the tank for the rest of the year? 
you know, hopefully these are the last past terrible games. I hope, I, and I don't think they're the rest for the season, or I don't think that this is the last bad performance we see out of him for the rest of the season. But I need playoff Blake to show up. <laughs> yeah, playoff Blake, no turnover Blake, confident Blake. Another thing, hey guys, guess what? The crossing routes, words out. Okay. Oh yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> words out. Right. Time to change up the playbook. We need to drive the ball down the field. For all the football junkies that listen to our podcast and and know routes and passing concepts and all that, some pretend to know, some really do know. We are fans, so we might know or not know. We got to get 15 yards down the field. So when I when I say drive, I don't mean a long drive of number of plays. I mean a play that goes more than 10, 15 yards. The threat that we can go deep. If you notice, the reason why Tyron Matthew was able to get that pick on Yeldon was because he was playing at the line of scrimmage. Now, granted, he's a strong safety, so sometimes they creep up. But in a situation where we're trying to come back, usually nine times out of ten, your safeties are back, not up. Texans were up because they knew what was coming. It's the reason why, like, even if Yeldon does catch that pass, what do you think is JK3, a four-yard, five-yard completion? About right? Yeah, about, about yeah, five yards. About, about, about five yards. Imagine if he was back because we had the threat that we were going downfield. That turns into 10 or 15 yards. So if you review those things, does that mean that, hey, our play calling stinks? No. Does that mean the coaches stink? Eh, no. What it means is the coaches know of their abilities of what their quarterbacks can and can't do. And that's a good thing because a coach should know that. But when the other team knows that too, you've got a problem, dude. Well, it, it got a big problem. It also comes to adjusting because there's no way the honey badger was playing that that far up, you know. So it goes with the it, at the beginning of the game. It goes with adjustments. It goes with what's going on on, on the field, and it's in game and real time adjustments, which I don't see. And that's been my biggest pet peeve about the Jags for a while is that there aren't any. Uh, there seems like there's no on field adjustments. It seems like they come out with a play. They come out with a game plan. And regardless of how the team reacts to it, they still stick with that game plan, which I don't get. Yeah. I don't understand how there isn't any type of adjustment. I don't understand. I, I feel like there's just no coaching going on from a position standpoint. And by position standpoint, I don't. I, I think that when Blake comes back to the sideline and he's looking at the surface tablet, I think they're just looking at the plays of what he has done. I don't think there's anything going on about – hey, this is where they're playing right now, or we need to go to a shot right here when we see this, or when you get this, you know, any in-game coaching. It's more like, hey, we started, we worked on this all week based off of the film that we got when this team played, you know, all these other teams, this is what we're going to go with. And the personnel is mm-hmm. completely different. And granted, yeah. I, I think there there were a lot of, there, there were some plays where the receivers were able to get some separation. They're getting about, you know, four or five yards of separation. That's great. You got to throw them open, Blake. You can't just throw the ball where it's going, where they're, where they're at, throw them open. And then the receivers, if you're getting that separation, make a catch. I think one of the things that's happening on this team right now, no one wants to make a play. The only person that's making plays on the team right now is TJ Yeldon. And I believe it's probably because 
if he doesn't make a move here or there or a juke here and there, he's gonna get his he's gonna get his head taken off. Yeah. Then you, when you look at the team and the offense as a whole, the offensive line, yes, we know we're down to a practice squad tackle. Yes, we did sign Eric Flowers. Who knows if he's gonna play this week? Uh, the Giants let him go. If you talk to a Giants fan, they were glad to get rid of him and wondering what the heck we're doing. Mm-hmm. They gotta figure something out. They gotta figure something out with you know the running game. Okay, so what? So what if if Fournette's injured? Okay, he's been injured for weeks. Yeah. All right. The the definition of teams that go to the Super Bowl. I'll give you an example. We'll give you an example, guys. Um, we're gonna go and look at the team that's been to every AFC and championship game for the last eighteen years. A lot of those games that that game with Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Two of their starters on the offensive line were hurt in the first few weeks of the season. Mm, yeah, they have Tom Brady, but it doesn't matter. They still got there. I'm pretty sure Gronk or Edelman didn't play in that game either. And those are his primary targets. I think it was Gronk. Point is, next man up. They got to build some depth. Now, we had depth and he got hurt too. Now, most you know, most of uh, the Twitter tough finger guys that are mad and educated when it comes to football talk about uh, different you know concepts and and so forth. Point is, we have to build depth, and I don't think we did the best of job building depth in the draft. Yeah, so it, it just makes for a bad. It makes for a very bad combination when we get injuries, and we have injuries at the running back position, at the left tackle position at the tight end position. Tight end is huge for us people. Very huge. And we, we, we got some problems big time. Well, I mean, the whole draft thing too, and the whole offensive, uh, the drafts drafting and off season is hindsight. Everyone. One of the things that we got through in training camp was we were, we made it through bringing everybody back. We've got the contracts worked out. Everyone thought that this was just going to be almost a, a, a pencil in, us back to the AFC championship, you know, like, like you mentioned last year, four minutes away from the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we, we, we signed Blake in the off season running back situation was way better than what it was right now. And honestly, all of that and all of our safety net has kind of gone, you know, it's been kind of pulled, the rug's been pulled from what with, with under us, you know? And so now it's time for our team to really just decide, on what team they're going to be. Are they going to be the team that sits back and makes these excuses because we don't have Cam Robinson, we don't have Corey Grant, we don't have a tight end right now? Or are they going to be one of those teams where it's the next man up? And I think in the NFL, with unpredictable uh, how unpredictable injuries are and unpredictable uh, how scores and games and personnel and everything can be, you know, you got to roll with the punches. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to sit back and be yeah, a victim of your, your own circumstances just because you've lost, you know, injury riddled and everything else like that. Point I'm trying to make as for a while, you know, the strength of this team on the defense, everyone's been a majority of healthy minus the last couple of weeks where this injury bug has just kind of came in and just bit everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very healthy. We got you know a couple of nick ups as far as, you know, some twisted ankles. Uh, Jalen and, and Boye, you mentioned earlier uh, before we started recording that Boye had a, has a boot on his foot. Jalen has limped off. Jalen could be hurt, and we don't know it, okay? He's that kind of player. Say what you want to about his mouth. But as far as him giving it everything, as far as not quitting, like, he's been like that since his days mm-hmm. you know, in college. He, he, he's not going to show you that he's hurt. 
we really need to come together as a team and understand what is slipping away. And I think they do. And they, they got a chance to correct it. Now, the, their opponent this week, man, they're mad. They're very mad. They were up 17 nothing in the fourth quarter and lost that game to Carolina at home when Carolina did that to them in their own house. So they're, they're not going to be very happy. City of Philadelphia, so you can't be too happy there anyway. It's going to be it's going to be one of those games, and they're going to have to come ready. They need to forget, have a short memory. That's that's another thing with with Bortles, and not to backtrack and just continue to beat him up because everybody does. But you got to have a short mm-hmm. memory. You can't fix what happened last three weeks. Just go win the game. Who gives a crap how you do it? Just go win the game. Have fun. Play ball. Quit worrying. Whatever's going through your head, quit worrying about it and just go play ball. And if you can't play ball, then hopefully the coaching staff and the GM, who probably, in my opinion, just needs to butt out, will realize what they have to do. The whole thing about Bortles gives us the best chance to win. I didn't believe a word of that. That man said, I really did, you know, Coach Marone. Well, I mean, he kind of has a point, though. I mean, he's been been to London. He's... It, as much as everyone says that, as much as you want to make it out to be just a regular game, I mean, there is a, a different mental aspect about this uh, as far as you flying over and the time change. You know, it kind of really throws uh, a loop in a lot of your practice habits. Uh, it throws your game game day routine off. Point I'm trying to make is that in this situation, this current situation right now with him going to with the team going to London, Blake does give them the best chance to win. But what if this is actually like a home game against the Eagles, like actually home here in Jacksonville and not all the pageantry with going over mm-hmm. overseas and everything else like that? It kind of levels the playing field if you really think about it because, I mean, this is, would just be another home game. You still have your practice. You still have your walkthroughs and everything else like that. Now you're going over to London. You've got your press tour. You've got uh, you know some appearances that you probably got to make, the, the travel – the everyone hydrate, uh, long you know long travel, sleeping, all, all that kind of stuff goes into play. As as Blake's probably been there four times now. Blake don't need to do anything but eat, sleep, and play ball. All that other extracurricular stuff, he needs to throw that out the window. It, extracurricular, like whatever he's got going on, I don't care. You know, someone I heard a story about he was buying mattresses, you know, they got news for Jax and all that reporting that he buying a new home and all now he need to cut all that extracurricular stuff out. He, he needs to play ball because guess what? You ain't able to do any of that if you don't do anything with this team because I'll tell you I would be very surprised if or not if, but when he is no longer a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the next twenty four months. Because I think that's how long it's gonna take. That's two years. Anything can happen years, in two okay? years. Anything can happen in two years. You tell that to Dave Caldwell, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 24 hours, 24 days. You said 24 months. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Tell that because that's how long it's going to take. JK3, man, you see it. Look at it. It's Look not. It. It's not all his, Okay. It's not all his fault. It's not. It's not all his. He's been, he's been playing like crap, but. At the end of the day, too, when he wins, we praise him for the wins that he. That no, we do. We do praise him, and and we both have been recorded and on this show stating that when he does play well, 
look at it, you know, and I've said multiple times, I'd rather him play well so we don't have to waste another draft pick. But my thing is they coddle him. Okay, there's a reason. There's a reason we don't have no idea why that dude has not only still been the starter on this team, but they've never brought any competition to even compete right. with him. Think about that. What is it? Tyrod, bring him in. Next thing they do, the Cleveland does, they draft Baker Mayfield. They start Tyrod. And he does okay first game, does crappy the second game, gets hurt, boom, Baker Mayfield's in. Now, granted, Tyrod gets hurt. So if Tyrod was such a solid starter, he would come back, you know, after he's been hurt the last week or two. No, he's still on the bench. You know, the old saying, iron sharpens iron, you know, competitiveness, you know, whatever you want to say. Like, we don't have anything. You know, we got we got Charmin sharpening cotton balls. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we don't have any iron sharpens iron at the quarterback position. They're protecting him for something, and his fans and media, we're never going to know. Okay, we don't know, and all we know is there's two constants in this, Bortles and Caldwell. Marone and Coughlin weren't added till later. Oh, and of course, Khan, who, hey, and guys, by the way, if we sign Colin Kaepernick, the stadium will be half empty, which means Shad Khan won't make any money. That's why he is no, not a member of this team. Just throw that out there. Well, I, so, I mean, I understand, and I, and I get what you're saying about the quarterback position. But there are other reasons and other positions on the field that we, I mean, look at the wide receiver position. Uh, and, I, and you know, and yeah. then also, but look on the other side of the ball, on the defensive position. I mean, statistically, I guess they're doing average statistically. But, I mean, you got, again, you've got your safety dropping interceptions like he continued last year. Uh, so he picks out he picks off that ball uh, in, uh, in in our in, in our territory that stops a Houston drive, you know. So that that was another give me. We we've got a defensive line that's putting everything out there on film and getting getting not necessarily stopped. They're getting the pressures, but I mean the pressures you know are close. And the only thing you know closeness counts is hands are uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. So I mean, yeah, the, the pressures are getting mm-hmm. there, but I mean, look at the linebackers. Where are the linebackers at? Getting they're literally nowhere. Where, where's the the, the 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 turnovers that the linebackers were getting? The, the picks or the batted balls that the defense was getting? The point that I'm trying to make is the team right now as a whole is has an issue. They have an identity issue. When whenever your your team goes down, and, and I saw this on Twitter, and I wish I can give the person credit or who I saw, or where I saw it at, but. Whenever the Jaguars either go up for Vic, they haven't had they haven't had any scoring exchanges. Meaning, if they go up, they usually win the game. If they start down behind, they usually lose. Mm-hmm. That's wild mm-hmm. to me. How this team can literally be in the last couple games. You really look at it. They, I don't think they've had that many. Very, they, they haven't had very many opening scoring drives. I think Kansas City was the first like opening scoring drive they they have had. Look what Dallas did where they, you know, they started out with a field goal. The Texans started out with a field goal. The Titans, they kicked three field goals, you know, to, to beat us. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an identity crisis on the team, that, and it, they don't really react well to adversity at all. So I think whether that's no. either, uh, you know, from top to bottom or bottom to top issue, think about it is, man, it, 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 this, how is this team going to act? you know, and react to adversity. And right now 
You know, they had all the national media hype. They had everything going in. Jalen was saying all the stuff over the summer about this quarterback's trash, that quarterback's trash. And granted, some of the quarterbacks that he's mentioned specifically are having career years. Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco are having outstanding years right now. And I would take any one of them over over our current quarterback situation right now. You've got a uh, you, you got your corners right now. Your number one cornerback is, you know, playing at playing good. Jalen is playing good, you know, and, and and for the people that are saying that he's overrated, the passes like I, I keep seeing the DeAndre Hopkins uh, catch from last week, bro. That was an unbelievable catch by Hop, like literally. Yeah, it, if if it takes an unbelievable catch to beat a corner, a one-handed catch, that's like you know Randy Moss esque yeah. like. If it takes play of that calendar or caliber, excuse me, to beat him, that means it's a great play by the wide receiver, and he did it against a, yeah. a really good corner. And, and yeah. but it's like um, Jalen AJ is getting torched by number two receivers. No one's talking about that. Will Fuller had a field day against AJ Boye last last week. Cole Beasley, yeah. Cole Beasley. We're not talking about like the the Kansas City Chiefs who are, are just running rampant on all offenses and everything. But you're talking about Cole Beasley and Will Fuller. So the team's got an identity issue that they need to solve. A big identity issue with the fact that it, as far as the defense, too, the word's out on them, too. A lot of teams have made adjustments. Did you think that the Texans and the Colts were going to just lay down and let Jags run away with the division? No. Okay, and Mariota's got a nerve problem in his arm. He can't feel the ball. If you notice, if you ever watch some of their games, he throws a lot of floaters, a lot more than he used to. And I probably, it sounds like he may have had this last year too, because he used to not be that bad at throwing the ball, like throwing interceptions. He never really turned the ball over. So he's got a big problem in his elbow. But with luck coming back and his arm looks very strong, the Texans, you know, they're they're upset. Hey, there was something to it. We were pretty much playing a half a quarterback with Tennessee, which we still lost both games, and backup quarterbacks with the Texans and the Colts, and we beat them. Now we're going to get the real deal, and our schedule's a lot tougher. So they really got to understand and hopefully develop a game plan that changes because teams have changed against them. Third and eight, they're used to just rushing four, and hey, we're going to rush four and get to the passer and drop back seven and, and see if we can't get lucky with a turnover with our coverage. Maybe we should mix in a couple blitzes. Maybe, you know, maybe, right. you know do something different. And that, that may not be what the playbook is designed to do, but when teams have changed the way they do things to take away your best part of your team, which is our defensive line, then we as a team have to make changes to br- to pr- bring them back into focus. I, I, just, I hope that Carson, I mean, of course, he's coming off the ACL surgery. Um, but I hope there really isn't anything else wrong with him besides the ACL because, I mean, we got beat by a quarterback that can't grip a football. We've gotten beat by a quarterback last week that has like half a lung and had to take a bus from Houston to, to Jacksonville. No, no no laughing matter or, you know, or anything else like that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we're, we're, we're getting beat by players that are not at 110%. We're, we're not getting beat by – by the best, which is we're and, and and that's crazy to me, man. It, last year, Mariota walks up in here with a, a nerve injury or uh, 
you know, Deshaun Watson comes in with half a lung. It's open season on those guys. And this year it's, it's kind of like, all right, well, we're just, we're holding it and we're going to see what we can do. We're going to play this type of coverage and, you know, just hope for, hope for a play to happen. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we're headed to London with the Eagles, you know, Carlos Hyde, uh, he's probably going to be active this week. Uh, Hopefully he can, you know, bring some, some pop back to our offense uh, to make us two dimensional because defenses aren't afraid of TJ Yeldon. And they're definitely, definitely not afraid of our deep passing game. Hopefully that'll open up some things. They, they cram even more, you know, towards the line of scrimmage. Thus Blake will have some confidence to throw over the top. Just give me a pass. I don't care if it gets picked off. Just give me something 20, 25 yards down the field. That's all I ask. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping, honestly, I, I want to see the defense. I want to see the return of Saxonville. I want to see some turnovers, man. I really do. I mean, this is going to be a position right now where the Eagles are in the same position or we may be a little bit better as far as running back position. Um, they've got Wendell Smallwood and uh, another guy, I can't think of his name right now, who is, uh, is it Corey Clement? I think. That that's currently running the ball for him right now. We know Wentz is going to throw the ball. That that's what's going to happen. He's going to drop back and throw the ball. Um, we have no DJ Hayden um, right now. We have we we don't know what the situation is with with Boye. Uh, you know, right now a couple injuries uh, in the uh, secondary as well. So we just got to come out, man, and everybody's got to make the play and make the play like as in if a ball sails on a receiver someone get to pay. Let's not, you know, drop the, the gimmies. Let's not, you know, take the, the stuff that that's given to us. Like, you know, just go out and create the turnovers, create the momentum, create it. London, you know, we, we, we go there every year. We know the deal with London. We know what, what it's about. Let's just go out there, man, and see if we can catch somebody slipping, uh, you know, especially going into the bye week that gives us another week right there to kind of get things right and fine tune some things. And then we really go into the meat and potatoes of the season. I mean, we've got Indianapolis after that. We've got Pittsburgh after that as well, which is everybody else's, you know, that and I'm calling it right now. That Pittsburgh game is gonna be a make or break for us right now. That that literally yeah. is. That's either either we, we 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 win that game, maybe there's some renewed confidence in this team. Uh, you know, maybe we can string together a win a, a streak here, maybe, you know, catch catch the Eagles slipping in in London, you know, go up to Indy, uh, prepare for a underwhelming Colts team come back home and, uh, you know, take care of business against the Steelers. And maybe we can piece together a couple wins and, and, and things like that. You know, you piece together those wins, you, you know, right there, that's what seven and four completely different narrative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Seven and four completely different narrative. Yeah. So just piece them together. So, but Hey, yeah, hopefully we, uh, nine 30 or nine o'clock kickoff, whatever it is, Sunday morning, just get up and get get your waffles, get your pancakes, get your omelets, and uh, get your oatmeal. Whatever Bloody it is Mary you eat in the morning. If you if you hear a lot of lawnmowers in your neighborhood going off at about nine thirty, nine forty five, ten o'clock, you know how oh, that boy. game's going so far. Boy, twelve so, o'clock, man. Yeah. I'm going down. If 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 they if they drop this game, man, going to the air show. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna maybe carve some pumpkins. Not gonna let them steal my joy. So, but yeah, definitely if you hear. Gutters being cleaned out, people getting all the Halloween decorations and everything else like that going. Uh, you, you know what time it is. But we really do appreciate everybody uh, that, that's listened to us. Uh, if you are on uh, iTunes 
or Google Play, uh, leave us a review, five star on, on both. Uh, we, we do appreciate the feedback as well. Do appreciate the uh, interaction on Twitter also uh, with some of the fans. If you are following us or if you are on Twitter and aren't following us, uh, hit us up at Down by the Bank. Um, I'm at uh, JK the Third on Twitter, and uh, Derek is at the uh, D Rock and THA. And uh, we uh, really appreciate y'all once again for uh, listening to us. We're going to get better with the consistency as well. Um, but keep your suggestions and everything else flowing, and we will uh, you know, continue to uh, address those. And we'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.